Welcome everyone to the Partner Up Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Viancourt, a former introverted small towner who now adds value to businesses by sharing the most effective ways to grow and scale using affiliate and influencer partnership strategies. I'll share the lessons I've learned over the past 15 years while helping my clients generate more than 100 million in sales. We'll also dive into productivity hacks, mindset, and the newest trends from real case studies and expert interviews. You're just one partnership away from changing your business. Get ready, partner up, and profit. Let's get into it. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to today's podcast episode. We're going to cover the seven tips for closing more influencer partnerships. And this is going to involve outreach. So what is outreach? It's basically cold calling or reaching out to potential clients, customers, and prospects. So it's nothing new and you should already be doing this. And if not, get at it. But there's some fundamentals and best practices when it comes to niching down who you're reaching out to, whether it be an influencer, a podcaster, YouTube, a social Instagrammer, etc. How you do that is going to change a lot. And it's going to change as well as the depending on the category of business you're in, if you're not in influencers. But today it is all about influencers and there's a lot of mistakes that I've made that I wanna share some tips on things that I've upgraded since doing this for the past 10 years. Okay, so today we're gonna cover those seven tips. But first, just a quick partner up profits power move. For those of you new to the podcast, this is where I share one connection tip, one deeper way to get the foot in the door, get the email answered, or just get someone's attention, okay? So in this one, it's very relevant to today's conversation. Basically the power up, partner up profits power Power move is find something personal that connects you with the person you're outreaching and mention it in passing. So I'll give you an example. The other day I was watching a YouTuber. He had an SM7B mic, which is what I have in front of me today. It's a very popular podcast mic. I took note of that. Also, he had a guitar in the back. And then I also noticed his location. I had just been there recently. So I took note of all these little personal connections that I could mention. The point isn't to reiterate all of these where it's like very obvious, but as I'm on a call with him, I point out, hey, by the way, love the mic. Don't you love it too? And make that connection right there. It's little subtle things that show you're paying attention, but also relates to them immediately while you're on a call or even through an email. And again, you want to be transparent, but you don't want to be over the top with this. So just make sure to pick and choose which things you're dropping, but definitely understand and go deep with these partners. Okay. So partner up profits power move today, find something the person that connects you with that person, and then subtly drop those tips and hints back to them that you notice that thing. Okay. So we're going to get into the seven tips right now, but first a little like preface to outreach. I get a lot of outreach emails as I'm sure you do as well. What are the typical emails I get? Dear sir or madam. They didn't have the time to check out if I'm male or female or do not want to disclose. I have an opportunity that awaits you. And so it can be really ugly, okay? Really ugly. And we've all experienced this. And there's a volume game that you can play with outreach where, yeah, maybe you can't do the seven tips I'm going to share with you today. You're playing a different game. But if you're looking to connect with somebody of value, then you should be following personalization. And these seven tips here are going to take you through that. So the first thing is number one tip, connect on more than one platform. I should say tip number one rather than number one tip. But everyone is everywhere these days. So if I just DM somebody, they might not ever get it. If I just email them, they may not ever see it. If I go to LinkedIn, Twitter, etc. The point is connect on multiple platforms. And at first you might be thinking, I don't want to annoy them so much that they get frustrated and never reply. There is a way to drip this out. Okay. So I might start with an email and the email too, how you outreach and the message you send is contextual to the platform. Meaning if I want to send an email to somebody, it's going to be maybe a little bit lengthier, depending on what you're testing. Sometimes short and punchy is good too. But my point is don't send a five paragraph 
paragraphs over a DM because it's a lot on a device. If you're reading it on a device, which most people would be. If I'm on Facebook or I like other social platforms, you just have to make sure that the messaging matches the platform. And I might also try to connect the dots. So what does that mean exactly? It's like, I might DM them and say, hey, just sent you an email. Okay, so it's, oh, I got their attention, but it's not here. I got to check my email. Or I might follow up on an email. I might go to LinkedIn and say, hey, I sent you an email. But by the way, and we can joke about this. We all get outreach emails and they might be thinking that this is just another one. I'm actually trying to get a hold of you. Are you the best person or someone else I can connect with? But basically connect the dots so that they know where to look for the primary source of truth with what you're trying to achieve. And I would always drop the call to action within each of these. So it's like, okay, I just DM'd you trying to get on a call or trying to get this, you know, from you. I want to talk, but don't lay it all out in front of somebody on a device that doesn't make any sense. So that's point number one, connect on more than one platform and try to connect the dots and do this over a course of seven, 14, 21 days. Second tip, personalize your message. And you might be thinking, of course, Joey, like why wouldn't I personalize these messages? But get creative too and understand what level these people are at. Meaning if I'm outreaching somebody with 2 million followers, are they going to listen to a talking head video of me? Maybe, maybe I'm that interesting and they're that interested in me that they're going to watch it. I don't know. But the point is I'm going to always analyze is a talking head video going to do well here? Or should I just maybe do an email? Should I reach out to their agent? Personalize the message based on the person you're outreaching. Okay. And then create your own video and talk about their content and make it about them. Recent example has been, I was watching this one YouTuber who we wanted to attract to the company. And instead of just looking at his metrics, how many followers, how many views, I was looking for more of the diamond in the rough concept. People who have maybe a couple thousand followers and have a couple thousand views, but I have one video blow up. So then I tune into that video, but I also tune into the other videos and I'm watching them. I'm digesting them. I'm becoming a fan because we should be fans of the people we want to work with if we're looking for really ethical partnerships. So I did that. And then based on that, I did shoot a talking head video. I talked about his video. I pointed out things that I like. I pointed out similarities across his avatar and our avatar and how his connections and that I had a strategy I'd like to share with him if he was open to it that was similar to the concept that I just viewed on one of his YouTube videos. So I became a fan. I immersed myself and then I personalized the message. Whether you do that through a talking head video, a video LCD or a postcard or an email, just personalize it as much as possible. Now, tip number three, introduce scarcity of time. Again, I'm trying to introduce ethical ways to do outreach. This isn't a limited time offer tomorrow only and last chance. Those can work and they are in marketing and part of our sales dialogue. But ultimately, what I'd like to do is ethically, what is the scarcity of time? So if you have a budget for the quarter, as an example of how much you can invest in partnerships or scarcity of time in I can only manage five new partnerships this month. That's scarcity of time. So you want to include that in the outreach. Hey, John, I only have five people got the go ahead on for this quarter for this month to basically present the new opportunity to I did a lot of homework on you. I think this is a valuable opportunity for us to explore. Are you open to a call? Scarcity of time there is basically I only have five people in the next month or 30, 60, 90 days. Okay, so that's tip number three, always have some sort of scarcity of time element sales 101. Number four, scarcity of product. Now, this only works, of course, if you have a physical product, but it could work if you get creative. Okay, so basically, now we're saying I've been allowed to gift how many boxes, how many products to x amount of people in again, scarcity of time x amount of time. So now we're saying like, and some people don't care about products, by the way. So who cares? I'll miss out. I'll just buy the product. I don't care. But some people will get their attention with this type of tactic. You want to make this the most valuable product. It's not just a single bottle of something that's worth 30 bucks. If you can say, I've got basically a quarterly package that I want to give you for the next 12 months, that's worth $3,000. Okay. And of course the retail value versus the cogs is going to be significant and it's going to be in your favor to give them product as opposed to cash. So that's scarcity of product offering that you can give them. Okay. So make it valuable, 
but also say I only have so many of these boxes or products to give away. And you can introduce that as part of the conversation. Okay. Number five, scarcity of knowledge. This one's probably one of my favorites because yeah, we can all do scarcity of time. We can all do scarcity and giveaways and products. Scarcity of knowledge is boiled down to what do I know that I can impart as knowledge and a strategy to somebody who might not be as well versed in marketing or marketing this specific product. So give another example. We worked with one YouTuber who did an amazing video and we actually had nothing to do with the video. It was all his concept and his idea. We saw the video, we created a formula around what he did and basically developed a framework, a playbook, a script and a creative brief on exactly how to reshoot this if you're an influencer on YouTube. Okay. Hey, real quick, I just finished something I thought you might find useful since thousands of other people have already downloaded the Partner Up Profits Toolbox. It's basically a collection of done-for-you templates, including promotion calendars, scorecard templates, objective planning sheets, thinking time questions, outreach trackers, productivity hack courses, priority filter systems, profit potential calculators, and networking blueprints. It's the one-stop shop for all online professionals to download every money-making, time-saving resource they'd ever need. And I'm always adding to it, and it's my gift to you today as a thank you just for listening to this podcast. Simply go to partnerupprofits.com and find the productivity toolbox and then access all your templates, frameworks, and systems. I promise you'll get value from at least one tool or template and there's no need to buy any high ticket software because every tool is created with a true bootstrapper or budget-friendly person in mind. You'll get lifetime access to toolbox updates, meaning you'll continue getting free templates while you're part of our community. Again, go to partnerupprofits.com, find the productivity toolbox and access all your templates, frameworks and systems today. We've been talking a lot about YouTube, but it also applies to podcasts, et cetera. But YouTube specifically in this example, we said, hey, we have a strategy that earned this one affiliate over six figures in commission in under four months. We think that this video that you filmed, so they have to be a similar type of content creator that could potentially do this type of video in order for you to go at it with a strategy. But we went to them and we said, hey, I think you could replicate this playbook. Would you be open to it? Again, PS, this one affiliate made six figures commission off of doing this playbook. Scarcity of knowledge. Okay. If I don't get this playbook, I don't make an extra six figures. I want to know about this playbook. Okay. Now they could find the video and they, they could work backwards and re-engineer it. But in my experience, people want the script. They want the creative outline and they want to understand it from you. And the difference between some direct response affiliates and influencers in my experience has been influencers and content creators. They want to have a conversation. They want to be on the phone sometimes, maybe not all of them, but in general, they probably want to be on the phone more than I do and have a conversation with somebody. So that's another element. So within your outreach email, if you're following along, you're connecting on more platforms, you're personalizing the message because you're going deep with them on what they're creating and actually becoming a fan. You're introducing then three points of scarcity of time, scarcity of product and scarcity of knowledge, okay, which equates to dollars. And this leads us now to tip number six, understand what they value. And this is very important. So let's talk about podcasts. And then let's talk about YouTube a little bit as those are some creators. And of course, there's social TikTok, Instagram, etc. Now, a podcast, what do they value? They're looking for a story, okay? A story and or an intriguing guest who has a story. Do they care if you have the best product in the world? Maybe, but maybe not. Because if you have the greatest product, but you're boring, they don't want to have you on the podcast. They want downloads. They want interest. They want curiosity-based guests that are going to pull in a great story. Because let's face it, as creators, as content people, we are running out of stories and ideas all the time. So we want people that are interesting to come on the show, of course. Okay, so that's a podcast with their interest 
interested in. Now, YouTube, similar thing, of course, but it could be a trend. So it's like curiosity-based concepts and ideas. I follow the Andrew Huberman diet. I followed the Rock's morning routine. They're piggybacking on concepts that are already out there. And even though podcasts could technically do the same, when they're interviewing guests, that's maybe what's occurring. But in general, they're making up their own dialogues. They're not necessarily always just copying and pasting. Not to say that there's any unethical things happening with YouTube creators, but there could be. But basically, like YouTube is looking for piggybacking on what is already trending, including people are doing that on social as well. So that's what they value in guests and partnerships. Now you have to break down to if I'm outreaching these people today, I'm outreaching Joe Rogan. Am I going to say, hey, Joe, you can get 20% commission off of this promotion. If he loves the product, he might be open to that endorsement deal or maybe an equity share type thing. But in general, you know, some of the top people, Tim Ferriss, Joe Rogan, all the top podcasters, I doubt they're looking for more money. They're looking for people that they want to have great conversations with that are interesting to talk to because they've already made their money. And of course, they're going to still be charging for podcast episodes as they should be, but they're looking for interesting people to talk to. So I'm not going to approach him with a commission-based deal. And I'm not going to approach it as I'm actually talking to Joe Rogan because of course I'm not. So even if I'm emailing Joe at JoeRogan.com, which may or may not get to Joe, I'm going to be like, hey, I know this probably isn't Joe, but in case it is, hey, Joe, how's it going? But back to the person who's probably managing Joe's affairs because Joe's too busy recording three-hour podcasts every day. I want to talk to you about an opportunity. I have a certain amount of investment that I'm looking to put forth. And I think we have a great product. Here are a couple of reputable brands you've already worked with, and you're going to do the whole credibility source. So that's the way that I would model that message and that person. How I would then shift that a little bit to a person who's not at their status or their level yet is now if I'm reaching somebody who looks like they're doing some really creative work, they're starting, they might have a micro amount of followers, YouTube subscribers, podcast downloads, and it seems like they're on the up and they're rising stars. Diamonds in the rough. That's the way I like to put them. You want to find them as fast as possible before they catch fire. Okay. And what they value probably, of course, is like tips and tricks, connections, cash. <laughs> and cash can be in the form of not just, I don't like to just pay somebody to create something. I like to invest in a creator, meaning if they need editing costs done, if they need to add amplifications completed to get their video, which is going to benefit both of us to be viewed more, to be placed higher in the search rankings, I'll invest in them. And the more creative you can get with the way you invest with partners, the better it is rather than just saying, hey, I'll pay you for a video. Everyone's offering to pay somebody for something at some point. So if I say, hey, I want to invest in you long term, I don't just want to invest in your editing costs. If this goes well, I'd like to do six more videos. So then you're dropping like some seeds, right? You're planting some things for the future. If we do this and if we follow it and if it works, we're in for the long haul. By the way, we've been working with Peter, Paul, Sarah, Mary for the past five years on these types of deals and it's worked. So that's the way I would shift it, right? And at that point, you're probably talking directly to the creator. You could probably do a talking head video and get a little bit more personal and get on a call with them. But just make sure you're presenting the right deal to the right partners. Tip number seven, be clear on what your ask is. Again, state in the obvious, but if I say, hey, I'm interested in a partnership with you, a partnership can mean you want me to invest in equity share, capital, raise, raise some capital with you, commissions, what do you want from me? Help me understand. So really be clear on your ask and be clear about it before you get on a call. Am I ask with a YouTube creator versus an influencer content creator versus a podcast are all going to be different. So as you're doing your outreach, again, pretty obvious if I'm outreaching a podcast or an interview, hey, that makes sense. It's an interview. But if it's a YouTube person, is it a dynamic ad you're looking for? Meaning you're going to sponsor them to say something at the beginning of the video and at the end and the pre-rolls and mid-rolls, et cetera. Or do you want them to do a full YouTube creation? 
information. And if you're not sure, be ready to ask for a few different asks and be ready to understand what you're willing to pay for those particular things by doing your homework on CPM costs in general and what it might cost for any given ad based on what you're asking for. Okay. And then the second thing is have bumpers. So part seven to be clear on your ask is be clear on what you're asking for, be clear on what you're expecting to pay. And then what are your bumpers for negotiation? And if you get backed into a corner, you can always say, this sounds like a great deal. I'm on this call right now. Let me just run the numbers a little bit. Let me get back to you, but be clear on what you can offer. Because if you're on a call with somebody, that's the most valuable time you can have. And you don't want to have to try to schedule another follow-up, et cetera. So again, be clear on your ask, be clear on your deliverables and your bumpers for the entire sales funnel strategy while you're on your call. Now, bonus tip number eight, we said seven, we're just going to go with one more here. It's a real simple one. <laughs> Out of all these seven things, I don't just fly by the seat of my pants when I'm doing this. I have a formula and a template for all of this. And the template is dynamic and I can shift things out really easily. And it's things that you can download today if you want to. So whether it's a script, whether it's an outreach formula, whether it's a sales call, seven step process, all of this is on partnerupprofits.com. Go find the toolbox. I continue to add to this every single week. Every tool that I create, every outreach sequence that I have is going to be in there. And whether it's for your product or not, don't worry, there's dynamic placements so you can swap things out. But whether you use mine or another, you need something to rely on because what gets measured gets improved. And it's a lot easier to have things loaded in something like text expander, which allows you to write just a few little lines of code or type a few letters and it auto outputs a template, a response. And then you want to have a formula that you can tweak and optimize and measure. And the final thing that I'll say about that is as part of bonus tip number eight with get templates and get systems is get some form of measurement and analytics tracking on your outreach and on your messages. So if I'm doing outreach with one outreach sequence right now for the next three months, I'm measuring how did it go? How many messages did I send? What's my close rate on both getting calls booked, getting on calls, getting yeses, getting nos, maybes, et cetera. So that then I can say, how effective was that outreach sequence for the last three months, six months, et cetera. And if you have a sales team doing this for you, of course, they should already be doing this. So again, this isn't like sales strategies. I'm not inherently a sales guy, but what I'm doing here is I'm giving you tips on influencer specific outreach, which is what I have done and become a specialist in to a certain degree that I'm happy to provide some tips on. So those are the eight tips. Start with all those and you should be seeing some much better results going forward. Don't be boring. Don't be generic. Make some effort. And instead of outreaching 10,000 people, try outreaching just 500 of the most valuable partners and your business will change a lot more if you start to implement that strategy. Till next time, hope you like this episode. As always, share and comment with someone, at least one other person who you think could benefit from this. That's my only ask. Thank you. And we'll see you on the next one. That's all we've got for this Partner Up Profits podcast episode. As always, I hope you leave here today with one new idea that you can apply to your life and business. I'd be forever grateful to you for leaving a review of this episode. And if you like it, rate it a five or give it a thumbs up and just leave a quick comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us at partnerupprofits.com on social media. And please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you're just one partnership away from changing your business. Let others do the selling for you and get ready to partner up and profit.